Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome into the Tuesday slate for the NBA. Ooh, 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 we got not seven games, even though you might be looking at it. Game's already canceled, so bam, there's your first piece of information. Smacked her right in the face. Six-game slate now. It's a nice, nice, nice size six-game slate. And look, we deserve this. We deserve to have National Banana Cream Pie Day on this six-game slate. You can celebrate them both. What a, what a beautiful, beautiful day. Find yourself a nice cafe, do some work in it, get yourself a slice of banana cream pie. And hey, if you're health-conscious... Make your own. Make some motherfucking whipped cream with some motherfucking bananas and call that a pie. Shove that down your mouth hole. So how y'all doing today? We're going to break down the six-game slate like we usually do, giving you the really quick injury news and then the top 12 plays on the day as of right now. As always, those will be updated throughout the day. And like I said yesterday, we have now officially launched our optimizers, so you can check them out. So now the Patreon, the Patreon offerings, I cannot tell you how important that this is. It is going to cut down your research time while increasing your chances of winning all in one bundled package at industry low prices, because right now we have an optimizer with all the tools together in one spot. You don't have to go pay $100 for your tools website. Pretty ridiculous price. And then also pay an extra 50 to 100 to add on the optimizer or find it somewhere else. So right in one spot right now at very industry low prices, you're going to get the bam, bam, bam value at a very low price. You can check it out down below really pumped that we were able to get that optimizer added into all the stuff that we're doing like subscribe do all those things hope you're having a beautiful day hope you're having a beautiful week right now the nba is going to go until thursday and then a nice little all-star break i might take myself back up in some mountains do some hiking with some nice days off from the nba we will be live later today at 4 30 p.m east coast time and we will also be live later tonight a half an hour before lock for jock market talking about their marketplace the dfs fantasy sports so be sure to check all that out and if you hit the notification bell, you'll be told when that's all coming out. So let's do it. Let's get into these injuries right now. Right now, Jalen Brown is questionable. Track that if he is going to be out. It's going to make Jason Tatum look great, and it's going to trickle down to some other guys. Kemba and some other players, Peyton Burchard. Grayson Allen has already been ruled out today, so it's going to increase potential run for some other guys on this team. Kyle Anderson on Memphis is also going to be questionable, so lots of minutes potentially going to be opening up, and this is a team that is really, really deep at guard, right? So even with Grayson Allen out, they have Desmond Bean. Now they have Justice Winslow back, right? They have Tyus Jones still back there. They have John Conker who's going to stay in the rotation. They have Xavier Tillman, so this team is just insanely deep at guard. It's going to be interesting to see what happens with the starting rotations, and Justice Winslow seems like an okay option, but he also went off for a really nice shooting day the last time out there so might not be something we can take too seriously Bogdan Bogdanovich he hasn't played in a while he's actually questionable today I would be surprised if they played him before the all-star break instead of giving him that like extra week off but we'll see and we have the Spurs playing today so Keldon Johnson missed yesterday he got ruled out later in the day and then we have all the other Spurs is what I have on here just the Spurs right so you have Derek White he missed yesterday you have a bunch of other guys from Rudy Gay Devin Vassell I would assume that these guys just come back after the all-star break as well but we'll see we'll see what the news that we get up until the 3 p.m injury news and things like that maybe I'll even put Keldon Johnson in but we'll update the projections all the tools down below so you can see the updated stuff cam reddish out yet again jimmy butler is questionable obviously massive news there if he was to miss for goran dragic's kendrick nunn tyler hero alfred payton is already ruled doubtful only he's going to be helping guys like derrick rose right now reggie bullock's been seeing more run in the rotation quickly surprisingly i would say over the last couple games not getting much run darius arch is questionable would help guys like cam johnson and jay crowd or some other players off the bench and that's where we're at right now with the injury news so there's your quick injury news for the day we're going to scroll right up to our number 12 overall plays you can see them already on the screen and that is going to be one Mr. Dennis Shooter, number 12 overall play today at $5,700. And there's a couple of reasons why. Look, he might not grade out point per dollar wise as the number 12 play, but he gets a little bit of a bump ahead of some other guys for me for some reasons right now. And one of those reasons is just a dual eligibility, right? He's not just a shooting guard. He's not just a point guard. He's both. So you can put him in that shooting guard spot, even though for a lot of the times in this game, when LeBron's not controlling the offense, it's going to be Dennis Shooter controlling the offense. Right now, with Anthony Davis off the court so far this season, you're seeing Dennis Shooter average about 0.95 fantasy points a minute and a very nice 24% usage rate. 
again, it's going to be below LeBron. LeBron is going to be the highest usage player in this team. That should make sense to you, especially with Anthony Davis off the court. LeBron comes in around a 33% usage rate. But we've seen Dennis Schroeder come back from an injury and kind of play, pop up out of nowhere and play 30 plus minutes, 32 minutes. And then the next game, he only plays 25 minutes. And people might be saying, ah, why do you only play 25 minutes? Well, it was a blowout. Dennis Schroeder checks off the court at the end of the third quarter, and none of the starters return after that. Literally, none of the starters played in the fourth quarter against the Warriors. They ended up beating the Warriors by 26. Dennis Schroeder played 25 minutes. So based on what he was playing, he probably lost out on six or seven minutes. Let's call it 31 minutes he would have played in that game. And his price points dropped because of that. So that's wrong, right? That's wrong to drop $300. You're getting a guy who's probably going to average around a fantasy point per minute now below $6,000 on a smaller slate. It's not an eight. It's not a nine. It's not even a seven game slate anymore. It's now a six game slate. So shooter at $5,700 does look appealing with dual eligibility, does look appealing with a slight price discount now of $5,700. Our number 11 play on the day is going to be Mr. Clint Capella, who is somebody that continues to project out higher for me, it seems, than anybody else. And I understand why now that he approaches $8,200 that people might not be on him, but even at 8,400 last time out, we liked him. We enjoyed him. He got 48.5 fantasy points. Here's the thing with Clint Capella. He's getting the shot attempts now. You always knew the rebounds were there. Now, of course, in one of those games, he gets 21 rebounds, right? He goes for 17 and 21, scores 50 plus points. But the rebounds have been there, right? The rebounds have been double doubles in every single game right now, except one dating back to the beginning of February. Just one game. So over the last month, he's had a double double in every single game that he's played in, except for just one. In that game, he had nine points and nine rebounds. So he just missed out on that. So he's basically locking in you these bonuses with the double doubles. And what that basically is doing, is you know that this guy is going to go out there and score you 30 plus a night. So that's that's why he's now in this 8K range, of course. But he's also getting the volume as of late. 17, 11, 13, 14, 13, 11, 17 shot attempts. Like when he's going to be going out there and getting you maybe 12 shot attempts in a game, shooting close to the basket, where right now Clint Capella's true shooting percentage is 60% because he's shooting so close. Yeah, pair that with a 32% defensive rebounding rate, and this guy should be an $8,000 player. Capella is going to continue to grade out for around 40 fantasy points for me. He's currently averaging on the season about 1.3 fantasy points a minute. To be exact, it's 1.32. And if he's going to get bigger minutes, that's what it comes down to. Does Capella play 28 or does he play 32 plus? In a matchup against Bam today, I think he's going to be playing bigger minutes. If I give him 32 minutes at 1.3 fantasy points per minute, yeah, $8,200 is an appropriate to slightly underpriced tag. He's our number 11 play today. Getting into our top 10, I will let you know about the sponsor of today's program, $7,500 Ruskies up top in first place today for Superdrive. And the reason you should be playing there is that your money is going to go a longer way. You have a better chance at profiting over on Superdraft because the contests don't fill. It is as simple as that. The reason you're playing on DraftKings is you are chasing $100,000 first prize pool. That's fine. If that's your goals, if it's just to play the lottery every single night, that's completely fine. I get that people do that. I personally don't like to do that, but that's completely fine. If you like to put your money and allocate it where you actually have a good chance at return on investment, contests that don't fill, only 70% filled, so the other 30% is just taking zeros, literally taking zeros. When you put your lineup in, you're automatically beating at the very worst 20 to 30% of the field because the contests aren't filling on this smaller site called Superdraft. That is where you should be putting it, where you automatically are beating 25 to 33% of the field, a quarter to a third of the field just from putting a lineup in. That is making your money go longer. That is increasing your chance of not only doubling your money and hitting the cash line, but winning outright in first place. We have a Patreon Discord right now. We have about 600 patrons. There's about half of them and more filtering in by the day as we just open that up to everybody. And we continue to see on a daily basis people knocking down not just 50 bucks, but maybe sometimes it's turning five into 50. That's good 10x ROI, but they're just knocking down 6,000. Somebody, a couple people we've had win the $20,000 NFL prize pools, 7,500 prize pools for these bigger slates like tonight. So check it out down below today if you want your money to go longer and you don't want to stop chasing the lotteries 
and actually have a, a real tangible chance and feel like you're making some traction in DFS. I'm telling you, so many people are moving their bankrolls over there. We had people talking about it on the live stream yesterday. You want to make, make your money go longer, actually have a chance to win? Check it out down below. My name's Sal. S-A-L will get you a free money bonus up to $500. Ruskies, that is code Sal, S-A-L, to let them know that you came from me. Our number 10 overall play is Kendrick Nunn, and this is if I project in Jimmy Butler. Now, Jimmy Butler at $9,200, he's a fine play. He just misses out on the top 12. A little bit of a spoiler alert for you, but Kendrick Nunn has been playing a lot better as of late. Now, it's going to be interesting to watch because Goran Dragic has returned. You have Tyler Hero returning now, so how much more can Kendrick Nunn actually sustain at this, I would say, price point? But if Kendrick Nunn is going to continue to start, if he's going to continue to get bigger minutes, it'll be interesting to see. The downside is he's only point guard eligible, but in that last game, they end up winning by 10. Nunn gets 33 minutes, and he plays well yet again. When you're shooting 53%, right, when you're picking up assists, you go for 44-plus points on the uh, February 28th against Atlanta. It's hard to kind of take you out of there, but we're going to have to see. If it's full steam ahead for Jimmy Butler today, if Hero's getting healthier, if Goran Dragic is going to continue to play 26 to 30 minutes, how much more can Kendrick Nunn sustain around all of these players? So far on the season, Kendrick Nunn is averaging a very nice 0.88 fantasy points per minute in the fourth most minutes on this team, mainly because he stayed healthy. If you project him for 32 minutes here at a 0.9 fantasy points per minute, yeah, he's going to look solid still at 5,500. But what happens when he starts to play 28 minutes? It's not going to look as good. What happens when he starts to play 26 minutes? It's not going to look as good. That's going to happen one of these days, I assume, unless he continues to play well. We'll keep riding it until it happens right now because it's working out for us over these last couple of games if he continues to be playing if he gets back into the starting rotation yet again Kendrick Nunn at 5500 is our number 10 play on the day I'll also be calling out the value plays guys that don't make this top list because they're just not great values yet there's not a ton on this slate but I'll be calling out some of my top value plays below 5k even some below 4k at the end of the show so be sure to stay tuned for that the number nine play right now is going to be Derek Rose Derek Rose we have a doubtful out for Peyton which is going to help Peyton usually plays I mean upwards of 30 minutes some games but at least in the mid 20s 25 26 so with Derek Rose now being getting the opportunity to start in some of these games, since he's come to New York, he's averaging 1.06 fantasy points per minute, and he's actually getting minutes, right? You saw the Detroit Pistons last year somewhat limit him. This year, they limited him to like 22 to 23 minutes a game, probably with the hopes of trading him, and that's exactly what happened. But New York, they want him. They want him to actually make some sort of a playoff run. Right now, they're in the well into the playoffs in the East right now, so you're getting 27, 28, 38, and 32 minutes out of Derek Rose over these last four games. He's quickly taking minutes away from guys like Al Burks. Austin Rivers isn't even in the rotation anymore. He's even taking minutes away from the rookie who's been great, Emmanuel Quickly. But it's hard to ignore when they're willing to give him this big of minutes. So if you can get Derrick Rose now, and I feel comfortable projecting him for around 30 minutes, even if it's 30 plus, he's going to average over a fantasy point per minute. He is a very quality fantasy producer in 246 minutes with the Knicks right now, 1.06 fantasy points per minute, a 31% assist percentage, 24% usage. Anytime you have that type of an assist percentage and out, right, you're not just relying on your shooting like a Reggie Bullock or somebody that's just a three-point shooter. You have that elite assist percentage of over, over 30%. Assist percentages in the 20s are good. The upper 20s are fantastic. The 30 start to become really good that's where Derek Rose currently sits he has that out if he's only scoring 10 points in a night well he can pick you up eight or 10 assists and still pay off this price tag our number eight overall play is going to be DeAndre and there's a couple of guys that I like from this game I mean we have also we have to see what happens with Dario Sarge could open up even more interest for guys like Jay Crowder's overall minutes and Cam Johnson and some guys off the bench Bridges is always an okay play I'm not really big on Booker but I do think Chris Paul's in play not a top 12 play but definitely in play but I think Aiton's my favorite as he comes in as our number eight overall play because the price point just keeps dropping for Aiton and the things that that's happening right now for Aiton is the rebounds are coming up. You have DeAndre Aiton on the season averaging a 28% rebounding rate. That's come up over the last couple of games. If you're just looking at what Aiton is doing over his last five games or so, he's averaging over a 32 plus percent rebounding rate. And that's reflective just in his totals, 10, 7, 10, 16, 13, 9, right? So these are stuff where you weren't seeing this earlier, right? You were consistently getting Aiton to get you 6, 7, 7. Some of those games Kaminsky started next to him, so that affects some of that. But now you're getting more consistent run there. You're getting the volume to come back with 17 and 11 shot attempts over the last couple of games now. 
look, it's no secret that he's shooting well, but he's playing close to the basket, so he should. He's shooting 82, 59, 63, and 73% over his last couple of games. But on the season, a center playing close to the basket, he's shooting 63% on the season. So with the price point dropping, this is the thing that I want to hit on. It's not that I like DeAndre Ayton because he's shooting well. That's actually a reason to maybe stay away from him because of regression. It's the fact that he's shooting well, he's getting his rebounds back, the minutes are consistently stable. That last game, he only played 26 minutes, but it was a blowout, right? They ended up winning that game by 19 points against Minnesota. Other than that, in close games, you're going to be getting him playing probably 32 minutes, probably to 32 minutes in a game. I think he sees decent run in this game. Maybe there's a slight chance he can get pulled off the court for some small ball stuff, but I'm not too worried about it. But the bigger thing is just the price, right? It's DeAndre Ayton with a 1.5x multiplier in Superdraft. That looks good. I should also call it Derrick Rose's 1.7x multiplier. Looks really appealing as well. But Ayton at 6,700, the price point's actually dropping. Coming off of some of his best games that we've seen over the last couple of weeks out of Ayton, and the price point is the lowest that we've seen it since mid-February, and that's the lowest basically 6,700 that we've seen it in a very long time. This is the bottom price point. You're buying low on DeAndre Ayton, where I would assume that he's going to be playing better than this since this is his buy low price point at some point this year, and he's literally done it in the last couple of games. Our number seven play is Michael Porter Jr. It's been officially announced that guys like Gary Harris, Paul Millsap, Jermichael Green have been out and they're going to be out until after the all-star break next week so michael porter jr he's interesting he's small forward eligible and he's a small forward that a 1.6x multiplier in super draft he's like a small forward who has a massive upside if you played him on super draft last night you cashed out you played him on DraftKings last night you got 35 minutes you got out of him 43.25 fantasy points at just seven thousand dollars and now the price point drops 300 bucks you still have that small forward eligibility where you don't have to waste quote-unquote waste a power forward spot on him you can put another center or an actual power forward who plays closer to the basket in that spot your whole goal should be to get as many high scoring power forwards centers and point guards that are high usage into your lineups meaning putting point guards into your shooting guard spots like a Dennis shooter so Michael Porter Jr. right now at $6,700 it is appealing it is appealing that you're seeing right now more minutes for him he's a guy who does have some I would say flaws when it comes to defense and that can pull him off the court maybe that happens in a game against Milwaukee that we'd expect to stay close a strong 114.5 team implied total but look this is this is what you're getting out of him you're getting the minutes he only played 28 minutes two games ago but that's because they won by 30 even Jokic only played 30 minutes in that game but other than that since these guys have been out green and, and Millsap some of these bigs that play the four green sometimes a three 35 41 and 40 minutes massive minutes one of those games goes to overtime but massive minutes so i can comfortably project michael porter for 32 to 33 minutes comfortably project him right now he averages a fantasy point per minute with no millsap and with no green on the court and i honestly think that there's a very higher ceiling there so you can see he's the exact same price as deandre Ayton. those guys are pretty close for me i would say that i would go with michael porter jr just because of the dual eligibility of small forward power forward you can shove him in the small forward spot but playing both of them clearly clearly based on my rankings not a bad play on number six plays we get into the top six here jason tatum this is assuming that there is no Jalen Brown. When Jalen Brown is off the court, Jason Tatum averages 1.35 fantasy points per minute so far this season. Jason Tatum is another example of somebody you can put in a small forward spot. Again, the shooting guard small forward spot, usually not historically the best producing spots, but a guy you can put in there and just get dominating in, in minutes, got dominating in overall points and upside. You're getting right now 39 and 38 minutes over the last couple of games. I mean, he's basically a lock to play 36 minutes at this point. With no Jalen Brown, like I said, you're getting 1.35 fantasy points per minute. You're getting a 35% usage rate, a 21% defensive rebounding rate, and 24% assist percentage. That basically leads to the fact that he's going to get you a double-double, and the upside for triple-doubles is strongly there for Tatum. You get Kemba's price point coming up above 7K, even without Brown. It's not that appealing to me. You get Daniel Tice back-to-back games at 30 minutes. I believe during that time, he's averaging 18 and a half points in the last two games. People might be saying, Sal, why aren't you going to Daniel Tice? Is he going to be on the list? No, spoiler alert, no. Look, it's an okay option because of the recent minutes, but I'm not going to start projecting the last two games as if that's the entire season and the entire last two years for Daniel Tice, right? Or even three years. So a two-game hot streak of staying on the court because you're shooting well, 
makes sense. But for that to continue to be happening, for me to just think that you're going to be shooting well for now the rest of the season is not something that makes sense. That's how you get caught up in recency bias, and that's how you lose a lot of your dollar ruskies. It doesn't make him a terrible play today. No, does it make him a play that should be in the top 12? Absolutely not, in my opinion. So Tatum right now, only if Brown is out. If Brown is in, I don't have any interest in Tatum at that price point. I think there's a lot of better options up in that range. Number five overall, one of those options would be Kawhi Leonard. I already think he's in a better option. I'm very surprised, I would say, by this price point right now on Kawhi Leonard. Look, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, especially with Paul George coming back and playing more minutes, they kind of cut into each other's overall upside, right? They cut into one of them being able to average 1.5 fantasy points a minute. But Kawhi Leonard, another example of a small forward only. He's only small forward eligible, but a guy who's playing big minutes as of late. And some of these are not even close games. He plays 34 minutes in a blowout, 32 minutes in a blowout, 35 minutes in a blowout, and then he plays 37 minutes in a close loss to Milwaukee last time out by five points. Kawhi, everything is clicking right now for him. You're getting the rebounds. You're getting the assists. You're clearly getting the scoring and shot attempts, 21, 13, 14, and 20 shot attempts over the last couple of games. But the most interesting thing is the price point. Since he returned from that week absent against Utah, he's been priced at 97, 95, 94, 93, 9,100. The price point continues to come down, even though during that time, he's dropped a three games of 50 or more fantasy points. He's coming off of a 46 fantasy point day. I'm very surprised by this. Kawhi Leonard, to me, should be a Jason Tatum, 94, $9,500 player. If you told me he was $10,000, I'd say, eh, not something I'm interested in, maybe a little overpriced, but I get it. So Kawhi Leonard at five is arguably even too low for him. I'm surprised that he's this cheap at this point. Kawhi Leonard so far on the season is averaging 1.33 fantasy points a minute, a 30% usage rate, and a 23% assist percentage. It's too cheap. That's the thing. 1.25x multiplier in Superdraft is also fair, but that DraftKings price point, massively, massively underpriced. For Jonas Valanciunas at $7,200, if you look at the last game out there for Jonas Valanciunas, and you even try to tell me on a live stream, you even try and tell me in the comments section today, ah, why do you like Jonas Valanciunas? Did you see what he did last time out? That's just screaming that you have on your face fraud. DFS fraud. Somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about. You got the dunce cap of DFS on right now because he played 13 minutes because of foul trouble. He had five personal fouls. These games will happen, but this is the first time in a while. So he gets five personal fouls and they end up winning that game. Let me, let me say this. 49 points. They end up winning that game by 49 points against Houston. Excuse me? So a massive blowout. The starters didn't even have to touch the court midway through the third quarter. And Jonas Valanciunas got five personal fouls, so he didn't even get to play in the first quarter alone. So that's how you play only 13 minutes in a game. So let's just throw that one out the window, right? You're getting Jonas Valanciunas playing very well right now. You're getting the shot attempts. In games where he doesn't get into massive foul trouble and the game stays somewhat close, you're getting 30 plus minutes. Let's just call it 28 plus minutes. I'll probably project him at 29 minutes today. He's averaging over 1.3 fantasy points a minute. Oh, and now he gets to play Washington, where he's going to go up against who? 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 Mo Wagner? A combination of Robin Lopez? Okay, strong spot for him. If he doesn't get in five trouble and if the game doesn't blow out, $7,200 Jonas Valanciunas, who is now priced down because of that blowout and only playing 13 minutes in foul trouble by $200. He is, in my opinion, probably four to $500 under price. He's somebody for me who will project out in the upper 30s, even touch 40 at some points. He's our number four overall play today. Do not look at that last game. It's not going to give you any, any valuable information. It's just going to be noise. Top three, top three, and he is three. DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan was our cover boy yesterday for this video. DeMar DeRozan yesterday was high up for us, and he continues to be high up, and he will continue to be high up because now he's even priced down. DeMar DeRozan, and since the games that he has now returned, he has played 38 in 42 minutes. Played 42 minutes yesterday and an 11 point loss against Brooklyn. Very nice to see. He's going for 55 and 46 fantasy points, and the assists are there. You're getting the double double upside. The rebounds are there. All these guys are still banged up on this team so he's taking just a ton of shot attempts 21 and 18 but now the price points down right he started off when he returned at 8,000 went up to 8,400 now the price points down to 8,100 the super draft 1.25x multiplier is appealing I probably prefer Kawhi a little bit more there but they're both appealing but right now DeMar DeRozan even if some of the guys were to return today even if it was like Derek White returning which I don't expect or Keldon Johnson returning it's not going to be taking that much in my opinion away from DeMar DeRozan I mean without taking anybody off the court this guy this season when he's on the court DeMar DeRozan is currently averaging 1.15 fantasy points man and then you start to account for some of the guys who are going to be out like a Derek White, like a Rudy Gay, some higher producers, right? You have a Kelton Johnson who plays 30 plus minutes a game. Marcus Aldridge has been limited. And now he starts to average 1.2, 1.25. You're pretty much locked into, I would say 35 plus minutes. I'm probably going to give him 36 today. He's averaging 34 in the season, but that's also taking into account blowout run and some noise. So 
$8,100 DeMar DeRozan, massively too cheap. It's back-to-back days that we like him a lot on this top 12 list. It's back-to-back days that I expect him, especially with the price point dropping, to be a lovely play for you. Small forward eligibility is something that I'd love to see. Top two, and he is two, Giannis Antetokounmpo. So you might be saying, Sal, where are all the studs on this video? Well, Russell Westbrook's not in the video, but you can, you can be sure that he is a top 20 play for me. He's close to a top 15 play. Giannis Antetokounmpo, this is even the thing with Giannis. We've been saying, ah, you know, like Drew Bledsoe being out and having to fill in with Bryn Forbes and uh, DJ Augustine and Pat Connington and all these guys, it's really been helping Giannis. But even with Bledsoe returning, he's still dropping 70 points. Giannis has just taken flight to a whole nother level. He's now up to 1.67 fantasy points per minute on the season. Now with Bledsoe off the court, he's still averaging 1.74. So it's easier for him to get to these massive ceilings, but they just can't price these guys right. On both sides of this game today, Milwaukee with Giannis and Jokic on the opposite side is our number one overall play. We'll spoiler alert for you. So our top two plays here, they're both $1,000 on their price. Giannis should be 12,000. Jokic should be 12,000. And you go from there. But now in a game where I expect it to be close, you're also going to get the massive minutes. 40, 38, right? In some close games lately, 36, 37, 37, 36, 39, all those in close games. You're going to get a 1.7 producer or close to it. Fantasy points per minute. Now playing 36 to 38 to 40 minutes looks great. I can say the exact same thing for Jokic on the other side. The reason why Jokic looks more appealing is just you have all these power forwards still out with Millsap and, and Green. These guys are really 1A, 1B instead of 1 and 2 right now, but Jokic, I feel more confident in the minutes being stable. You're getting Jokic min- point per minute production now up to 1.65. So he's very close to Giannis. They're very similar players now from a production standpoint. Just Jokic's overall production just from one triple double upside being there more. He's a an assist big man. You also have that out of Giannis as well, but just more likely that Jokic is going to get you a triple double. He had a triple double two games ago. He just missed a triple-double by an assist in his last game. Still scores 77 points. But the bigger thing with Jokic is he consistently plays bigger minutes. They don't have anybody behind him, right, to back him up at all. So he's going to consistently play bigger minutes. In closer games lately, 38, 38, 38, 37, 37, 38, right? So you're basically locking in Jokic today for 37 to 38 if the game is close. Giannis should get that 36 to 38-minute mark, but that's why the should there gives him the nod as a 1A over Giannis being the 1B for me today. So Giannis, Jokic are top two plays in the day today. You might be saying, Sal, they're the two most expensive. That's just how it rolls sometimes. There's not a ton of value. The value that I do like, and I'll quickly just run through Lonnie Walker if those guys continue to miss and Patty Mills from San Antonio are quality value if those guys continue to miss if Trey Lyles starts again at 4200 today you can go to him but you know what Trey Lyles is at this point he's just a guy that he probably has to luck into like making all five of his shot attempts instead of going two or three for five then he won't get you there Brooke Lopez is now down to 4100 even though he continuously plays 30 plus minutes in a close game against Denver today and also you have Brooke Lopez being that type of guy who can guard a Nikola Jokic not well but he can take him out to the paint their games are similar in terms of both of them are fives who just frequently go out of the paint in terms of Jokic and, and Brook Lopez. They shoot threes a lot. That's the only similarity, really. Monty Morris, if you continue to have Campazzo miss today, Morris in that last game. Morris was close to making this list for me, but it's hard when he's going to be playing against so many or with so many high-producing players like Jamal Murray, like Jokic, like Michael Porter Jr. now. But Morris in the last game yesterday, you might be saying, ah, he's, he sucked. Yeah, but he played 32 minutes, right? So he's not always going to shoot poorly or always have low volume. So Monty Morris looks like a strong, right now as the slate stands, a strong option for you. Markeith Morris and Alex Caruso, just getting minutes lately, Caruso, with all these guys off the court. It's nothing that I love. Marquise Morris, you're hoping that his 22 to 24 minutes result in good shooting and, and getting himself into a couple blocks and steals. But the value right now in this slate is pretty light. Some people might want to go to Justice Winslow. That's fine. I know that there's not going to be a Kyle, uh, potentially Kyle Anderson out there. If that's the case, Justice Winslow maybe even cracks the starting rotation. You already don't have Grayson Allen there. So keep an eye on what happens in Memphis. Quietly, they have a ton of guards out there. But Justice Winslow, he shot well in that last game. I'm not expecting him to shoot that well moving forward. But he could end up being one of the top value plays today, depending on what happens with their starting lineup and what happens with Kyle Anderson. Thank you for tuning into this video. Be sure to like and subscribe before you go to check out all the remaining tools, analysis, 
Assist, and also just really the Optimizer, updated tools until lock, other sports as well. Link down below on my Patreon. Support the sponsor of the show, the hoodie that we're wearing right now, very warm hoodie to start the day off. Super Draft, it's where you should be putting your first dollars. It's as simple as that. You're going to be facing less people for the same amount of money. So less people for the same amount of money means you have a better chance of winning. It's as simple as that. There's no more, There's not, I don't know how marketing uh, it has to get more involved than that. So your money is going to go longer for you. Use the code SAL, S-A-L, to have that chance of getting in before more people get in before you. And then it starts to become not the case. You all rock. I'll see you later on the live stream today at 4.30 p.m. East Coast time. We already have the PGA video out today. We'll have a PGA live stream on Wednesday. So that notification bell, big old notification bell, tap that bad boy, smack it, make it ring. That'll help you let you know when we're going live and putting out more and more content. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you all in the next one. Peace out, gang.